0: This is a Stocks for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. Pat Garrett is the co-founder and co-CEO of automated investment management service Sixpark. In this quick tip, Pat explains how financial advisors and robo-advice can work in your investment journey. I think the world has changed a lot in terms of financial advice in the last five to ten years, for the better in general. It's a little bit of a generalisation, but... Until fairly recently, consumers weren't really afforded getting financial advice until they had a certain amount of money that made it viable for advisors to serve them. And that was typically a reasonably high number. So you were kind of in fend for yourself mode until and unless you had half a million or a million dollars. That's changed a fair bit with what we were talking about earlier in terms of technology enabling different types of service to be made available to more people. But just taking a step back, maybe a little bit, Phil. The role of a financial advisor has really changed a lot in the last few years. They've become more of financial coaches, financial mentors. They are typically well versed in helping people with estate planning, with complex financial decisions in their lives, if and when they arise, arguably, approaches on tax strategies and whatnot. But I would say one of the biggest roles for a financial advisor is really to help their clients and the consumers on the behavioral side of things because to your point, Phil, I think early in one's wealth creation and investing journey, sitting down sort of with yourself, so to speak, or your spouse and saying, what are we trying to achieve here is definitely required. But eventually as life gets more complex, getting some advice on that front from a financial advisor becomes prudent and their role largely becomes, or can largely become just helping somebody stick to their plan. Really helping them navigate through big life transitions and or big market gyrations that can be quite scary I think the developments in the future actually they've happened now and I'll speak specifically about that in a second is around the adoption of technology within the investing but just more broadly speaking the wealth management and financial advice space and a big part of that is the traditional financial advice industry recognizing a few things. one is there is about to be an enormous wealth transfer from the baby boomers to Gen X and Gen Y, I suppose is the right labels. And if you're a financial advisor and you don't know how to speak to the next generation of wealth accumulators and service them at the right time with the right service in the right way, you're going to have a major problem. And so that's why you've seen JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Fidelity, Schwab, Vanguard, Toronto Dominion. I could go on, but they all have now sort of a robo-like service and a suite of tools to start engaging with the younger consumers and cohort to help them with a measure of financial advice, although it might be piecemeal at the start, which is actually called value for service, right? If you don't need the soup to nuts, you shouldn't pay for that. So I think it's actually an incredibly good time to getting involved in financial advice because you know of this transformation where technology is enabling business models and financial advice to be made more accessible for consumers and for the listeners who are the consumers uh, that's good news because you now have tools like you know when could a 25 year old walk into JP Morgan and say I want to get advice on my investments hmm. or Goldman Sachs they've got a service called Marcus which is a digital bank offering that they've developed. And they've recently launched a robo service because they recognize that the future clients aren't the ones they have now. They're the ones that are going to be inheriting cash or who are building their wealth now. So it's not going to be any more about um, those glossy brochures with retirees running down the beach, is it? <laughs> no. And, you know, there's that sort of standard kind of joker. I don't know what you call it, but if who in New York, down near Wall Street, I forget the name of it, but there's this big sort of yacht harbor. And um, the running kind of joke was, who owns all those boats? It's not the advisor's clients. It's the advisor's. That world has been sort of turned upside down for the benefit of the consumer, for the benefit of the investor. And that's a good thing. The challenge for, I think, the listeners is to just make sure that you understand, one, investing isn't easy. So do your homework and know what you're getting into and be prepared for bumpy rides because, stocks are by definition bumpy over time but that's the price you pay for the likely return over the long medium to long term and two is the concept of diversification when you step back and think how do i want to manage my investments stocks are part of that but just do some homework on the power of diversification and reinvesting dividends over time making periodic investments rebalancing and some other things that I won't go on about but some of those just basic foundations of prudent investing that to your point earlier Phil sometimes simpler is better and boring is beautiful and with investing that's frequently the case if you found this podcast helpful please tell a friend especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future you'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road